Hey everybody, Bennett for the Bennett Podcast, and it is Gutter Bowl pre-order day. I hope you've been able to get hold of your copy. If you haven't picked up a copy yet, then please um, consider supporting our friends in Toyment Wargaming in Pool. They've got a great online store, and they are just an awesome bunch of folks. Uh, they, <laughs> I spoke to the manager this week, Pete, and he always loves to get in a ton of Blood Bowl stuff. He always looks after us Blood Bowl players, so I like to send uh, people his way if possible now the pre-order is up which means we've got our hands on the full rules breakdown so if you want to know everything that's going on with sewer bowl no, gutter bowl keep calling it sewer bowl then this is the video for you so first things first what is gutter bowl now i've called it sewer bowl several times and i apologize for that so gutter bowl is a new version an alternate version of Blood Bowl. You've got Core Blood Bowl. Then you've got Blood Bowl 7s, which is obviously the best way to play Blood Bowl. Then you've got Dungeon Bowl, which is underground stuff. Now there's Gutter Bowl as well, which is another variant of Blood Bowl. There are special pitches. There are holes in the ground. There are market stalls. There are barricades. Uh, it's an interesting, different way. I'm, I'm feeling like the way it's kind of going to play out is a cross between sevens, elevens, and dungeon bowl. That's not bad, is it? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a look at different parts of it to kind of get a good idea of what's occurring. And a great place to start is with the pitches. So we've got full pictures of the pitches now, and each of the pitches have got area in them. Now, both elements are mirrored, which is really good for play. So in this set, you get a blood bowl pitch. It is the same size as an 11s pitch, so it is 26 squares long and 15 wide. I was massively wrong, and my guess was wrong, um, but that means you've got all the standard areas of a pitch. In fact, let's have a quick look at the pitch. Okay, so we've got a shot here of how the pitches look. So like I said, they're full-size 11s pitches, so you've got your end zone either side, you've got a wide zone of four squares either side here, and then you've got this center zone as well. Now, there's no neutral zone like in sevens. This is standard. You line your guys down the middle, they get ready to fight, and you've got the full pitch. But each of these pitches, and we've got a market stool pitch, so like a street bowl pitch, and you've got a sewer bowl pitch there. So you've got two different sides but both are mirrored in the side in the size of the obstacles because each board has got four areas of obstacles and they're four by six areas now the sewer side has the sewer bowl side has got uh, sewer pits you can push dudes into the sewer pit if the ball bounces into the sewer pit the ball will kind of get shot back out by the weird tentacle creatures that live within it and that makes sense so that's a cool area and cool element where actually you can push dudes into the sewer pit, you can throw dudes into the sewer pit, and so on. Now, what it really means is that you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven squares across the middle. So you're going to end up with kind of close groupings like we do in Dungeon Ball, because there's only certain channels you can go, because you can't walk through the sewer bowl. And when it comes down to the uh, street pits, you can't move through the market stalls. Now, the market stalls kind of work like uh, walls. In Dungeon Bowl, uh, you get pushed into them, you might fall over, the ball bounces off them, etc, etc. So that makes sense. The Sewer Bowl side, you can throw over stuff and that's cool too. There's one more element here that I don't think we talked about yet, which I know is on my little summary. But you've got these, which are barricades. Now, they're fixed and they're in exactly the same place on both pitches. And you've got one close on one line and you've got one close to the other line. So it's mirrored which i think is really 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 good in, in everything M mirroring is 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 a good way to start a kind of comp thing 
the barricades thank you apple um the barricades work in a couple of different ways you can walk you can climb over them gently and it costs you two squares of movement you can yolo over them either like run through them or jump over them or commando roll over them or slow motion leap like matrix run basically you just move to the other side and then you rush it's not actually a rush it's an extra test that you basically just roll a two plus and you're fine on a one you stack it it's a turnover etc etc now the benefit of the barricade is if you are targeting somebody the other side of a barricade for a block so in this situation if you had a dude here and he was blocking a dude here this dude here the other side of the barricade would get plus one strength before assists so if you had a strength three guy here and a strength three guy here you were blocking this guy this guy would be strength four so you'd need an additional support basically the barricade gives perma guard before anything now in the rules it is before assists so uh it will probably trigger before dauntless i imagine um you kind of probably go strength dauntless assists yeah don't know we'll have to figure that one out but that's how the barricades work so with that in mind we've got our pitches we know the layout the layout is going to be exactly the same you've got four of that area terrain of six by four squares you've got four barricades uh covering in between three squares each and there's kind of some universal rules in this i already mentioned that you, you get pushed into a wall you fall down in exactly the same way as dungeon bowl we kind of expected that to be the case so you push a guy if he bounces into a wall you roll a dice on a four plus they're fine otherwise they stack it into the ground um that's fine so sewer we got the sewer street pitch we've got the street unique kickoff and weather tables so both of these pitches have got fully unique kickoff and weather tables it's just theme we were looking for theme and some of them are really good fun now, i'm not going to detail them in this video because we'll probably talk through them when we do the unboxing review and next week trips and i think bt is going to join us as well and i are going to be live streaming a game of servo hopefully on our, our custom 3d pitch uh and we will undoubtedly go through that kind of stuff there um, with you guys in chat barricades and walls kind of talk through those um in fact i have talked through those there are some more kind of minutiae when it comes to the rules but that's generally how it works uh there are no walls inside the pitch there are the walls on the outside of the pitch so um the sidelines not end zone the sidelines are walls so if you throw the ball or a player and it would leave the pitch via the sideline actually it bounces in the same way as dungeon ball if you push a guy into the sideline they bounce the same way as dungeon ball so the the sides are walled up the end zones are standard rules for that one uh, i believe which yeah makes sense because i think that's where the crowd is the whole idea is that the crowd are kind of standing at each side of the pitch watching the game uh, from the end zone side size we've covered that it's a standard 11s pitch size i was wrong the floor is lava yeah the floor is lava well the cobblestones are pointy is probably a better way of saying it if you stack it into the ground if you are punched and fall over if you rush and trip if you dodge and fail if you jump over a barricade and stack it if you hit the ground the ground has mighty blow i don't remember how that stacks with actual mighty blow but if your player goes down you're going to get plus one it might link in it might not we should probably double check that in fact i'll have a look right now it is separate to mighty blow so if you've got a guy with mighty blow and it punches a guy and it hits the ground then you get plus two to the armor roll which i believe is how it used to be in old school um street ball and it makes a lot of sense the ground is not 
kind of athletically built it is not designed to play blood bowl on it is just the ground and the ground can hurt which is cool uh the sewer pit so the sewer pit and the market stalls the market stalls work as walls you bounce the ball off them you push a player into them you get pushed back basically they count as walls so if you push them into them you roll a dice and you fall down remember the ground is spiky the sewer pit is kind of different and kind of weird and i really like it if your player ends up in the sewer pit they they can't move they can't do anything but at the end of every one of your turns your turns you roll a dice for each of your players in the sewer pit and there's a bunch of various results you can get eaten uh you can get pushed back out again uh, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, it's just thematically kind of done. So if you're in the sewer pit, you're not out of the game, which is brilliant because the, f well, say the first time, we used this kind of rules way back in episode two of the podcast when we looked at Tunnel Bowl and we had a hole in the pitch, very much like this actually. But once your player went in it, that was the crowd, which meant the whole game turned into this weird 2P push machine, right? Where you chuck a, a coin in and it just goes to hell. Um, that's kind of still going to happen here, but it just means it's going to be much less lethal. And I think it's four plus your guy gets pushed back onto the pitch. Uh, so on a one, you get casualtied. On a two, three, you're fine. Nothing happens. And on a four, five, six, you get pushed back onto the pitch in a random way, which is very cool. So as it comes to pitches, there's two different styles with very much the same rules. And it's 11s footing 11 sizing with some dungeon bowl rules in now it may be an 11s pitch but it is definitely not an 11s team now we were kind of hoping that there'd be mixed team rules or random rules and you know what there aren't we're gonna make them that's my promise to you over the next month we're gonna come up with some rules for brewing up Pub joke tavern teams because i think it's just very important to do or you could do draft like we're doing now got a bowl breakdown 750k you need seven players on your roster there is no maximum listed in the book so you can have up to 16 players etc but it is seven players minimum because you only play seven dudes on the pitch um the game is a six turn jobby which is what made us think it was going to be sevens it's not quite sevens you can put seven players on the pitch as a max so it's the amount of players but it's an 11s pitch on the kind of vein of it nearly being a sevens roster brew up you get 0 to 5 positionals only so a little bit bigger and a little bit more than uh than sevens in fact it's 25 percent more and 25 percent more uh positionals so you get a little bit more flex and that does mean i get to do some more roster videos which is cool because i love doing that because of maths uh seven players minimum 100k rerolls and no sideline staff at all so the 100k rerolls I, I think is actually just good maths like no worries you're not doubling it you're not worrying about it it's just straight up 100k and out of 750k you can basically brew up a sevens roster flex alignment into a better positional and maybe have a reroll as well it's gonna feel if you're a sevens player you're gonna feel blessed if you're an elevens player it's going to be tough and i think this is going to be quite an interesting way of testing out teams on the pitch so let's talk about what you do when you get your teams onto the pitch so pitch setup you've got seven players maximum not 11 like the old times this is seven 
three on the line of scrimmage and up to two in each wide zone. So full 11's rules apply. You need a minimum of three guys on the line of scrimmage. There is a line of slaughter in this game. There is no neutral zone. You are not the Klingons looking across. You are standing face to face with three of your seven dudes on the line of scrimmage. Now, original Street Bowl had that as well, and it was violent. This is going to be very violent. I'm super okay with that, but it is going to be very violent. Uh, that's your setup. When it comes to the kickoff, you kick off as normal. So I'm kicking, I set up, you're receiving, you set up. I choose a square on your half of the pitch. There's a few caveats. You can't put it over a terrain piece. Barricades are fine because barricades sit between squares. You can't drop it on a sewer pitch, uh, on a sewer hole, and you can't drop it on market stalls you can't aim to kick it there if it deviates and lands on one of those uh, you basically just roll a d8 from where it would land and go that many squares until it's not landing there that's it so if it lands in the middle of the sewer bowl in the uh, in the sewer pit you just roll a d8 okay which way is that going that's going to four uh, and you just move it that way and drop it on the square there i believe it bounces from that point in the same way that it would uh kickoff table might have to check that one uh, actually we'll check that one right now actually it looks like it just lands on the ground wherever it falls off either something in the sewer a pit just plops it on the side or it bounces off the market stall and lands on the ground so that's fine don't know not massively worried about that bit so sideline walls i talked about this already but this will mean for the kickoff that if the ball goes out the end zone or into your own half it will be a touchback if it would deviate or bounce off the pitch either side on the sidelines then there is a wall there and it will bounce back in same as bouncing off the wall um special kickoff and weather charts we already talked about that and six turns per half we already talked about that as well so you've got a smaller team same pitch kind of smaller but with less turns and there's a couple of cool extra bits that i really like as well for this edition First of all is breaking the law. There are no referees in Gutter Bowl. I'm going to keep calling it Sewer Bowl. I probably, I'm sorry. There are no referees. This is Underground Blood Bowl. This is the, the, the drag racing that they do in Fast and the Furious, except nobody's an undercover policeman. So there are no referees. So there's a couple of things that means. No send-offs for fouling. You can still only foul once per turn, but you will not ever get sent off for it because, quite frankly, the crowd love it. End of the drive, however, if you've got a secret weapon, you roll a dice. On a 4+, they're fine, the crowd are okay with it. At the end of the drive, if you don't roll a 4+, the crowd yoink them and just get rid of them because actually someone's decided that the chainsaw might not be the most logical thing to have in a game of football, so they yoink them off. That's it, they're gone. You do roll a dice, on a 1 they get casualtied, on a 2+, they're just out for the rest of the game, kind of like a sense-off thing stalling this is very interesting there's a lot to unpack in this edition that individually i think are really important together it creates this nice blend but there's a lot of some individually beautiful things and i think this is a, a really great one so stalling the rule book had a thing that said this is what stalling is there's one result on the prayers to nuffle table that triggers it otherwise basically nothing looks at it ever now, in Gutter Bowl, if you are deemed to be stalling at the end of your turn, someone rolls a dice. I'm assuming it's your opponent. On a 2+, plus, the crowd 
do not like it in this edition. This edition is about action. The people on the streets want fun and entertainment. And if you are just wandering around near the end zone, just kind of high stepping like a plum, then someone's going to shiv you, basically. And it goes straight to injury. So if your ball carrier is loitering towards the end of the pitch and you are determining you are trying not to score on a two plus, that will go straight to injury. Not armor. This is stunned, KO'd, casualties. You are going down, the ball is coming out, and those cheeky Skaven players, you've got one more positional now, which means one more gutter runner, are going to love that very much. Okay, that is the gutter bowl breakdown. So there's lots to kind of think about and lots to explore, which I think is really exciting. The different pitches are great. We have done, uh, we've played games with a very similar setup to this, and it, it's a lot of fun having the extra blockages on the pitch will create running lanes for you it will create what is essentially an open dungeon and it is going to be a ton of fun and one thing we found in dungeon ball is you've got to have multiple avenues and that's that's what we've got in this pitch and it's got to be mirrored and that's what we've got in this pitch the barricades are going to be interesting i haven't quite figured out how i'm going to represent them on our 3d pitch but We'll figure out a way. Um, that's kind of just defended obstacles. And again, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see that enter into Dungeon Bowl at the end of this year if they have another uh, deathmatch version, which surely they've got to. So that's a really cool development of the rule. We're finally starting to see terrain on the Dungeon Bowl pitch, which has been a long time coming. So love that. Love the pitches. 11s is a big pitch, but you've got uh, 24, 48, 96 squares that are taken up by non-terrain, which is a about a quarter of the pitch so again that's that's interesting i think you've probably got the same amount of squares as a sevens pitch it's just spread over which is pretty cool now they've retained a bit of the street ball vibe to this by having the line of slaughter um which i think is fine um you know me i'm an edge player uh this is going to be violent You've got secret weapons that can stick around a little bit longer. That's not massive. Fouling being non-stopped is just awesome. That's going to be great. Dirty player is going to be a great skill for this one. Oh, we didn't talk about skill progression. We'll come back to that in a second. Um, so there's like that's that's cool. That means your games are going to be fast, with less stoppages for being sent off, for less turns in the game, for stalling being a thing that's triggered, and with less players. It is going to be a much faster game with plus one armor basically everywhere forever it's going to be way more violent so lots of fouling lots of the ground breaking armor and some fun little extra rules i really like that the team build rules here i like this too and um, one extra positional is brilliant 750 gives you a lot more money standardizing the re-rolls is cool it's good to go uh it's just a bit more so it's sevens plus essentially when it comes to building a roster I mean, don't get me wrong, I love sevens. It's a tight build, but this is going to mean that some of those other teams out there that need more positional, so goblins, snotlings, and stuff like that in sevens are going to benefit, which I think is going to be really good. And it also means that Skaven are going to be able to run one extra gutter runner without worrying too much about it. And with this terrain flying around, the Ratoga is going to be absolute god tier. I'm going to quickly double check the rules for uh, player advancement. Hey, the reason I didn't do a slide for it is because advancement is just normal with one caveat, which is um, if you cause a casualty by fouling, you still get casualty SPP. 
which I love. There's a couple of bits in there for running gutter ball leagues. So um, you can get scouted at the end of a match. Your players can get robbed and taken off. Uh, you will get 20k as kind of like a compensation fee. But basically, you roll a dice for every player that's had at least one skill up. And if you don't roll more than the amount of extra skills they've got, uh, then their advancements, I guess, um, they get scouted. You get 20k, but they are gone from your roster. So that can be a bit brutal, but, I mean, it's it's fine. If you're playing a gutter bowl league, at least you're going to be able to experience the full rules when it comes to um, SPP, which I think is just one of the massive strengths of this edition of Blood Bowl. Uh, I didn't really like the way the Sevens League rule worked. Like, random skills is fine, but it just can be a bit rubbish. Um, if you want to do a kind of proper expansion league, I recommend the way we do it for Sevens Super Series, which is you kind of get a set, like, mm, I'm going to give him a primary. The idea is, yeah, it's going to be more powerful marginally, but you're going to be able to try out skills on players. And, and the, the really great thing about these smaller formats is that you get to try a game with elves and you get to try that game in an hour instead of three, which is awesome. So to summarize, new pitches, new team builds, same old teams. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, it's not going to be as good as sevens. But there is a lot here that I think is going to be really exciting. And I guess there's two final thoughts. One, <laughs> you could just push the uh, lines of scrimmage back if you don't want the line of slaughter. And two, this doesn't replace Street Bowl. I've seen a lot of comments out there like, oh, they're just copying Street Bowl. I, apart from the cobblestones bit and the fact that it's played on a street, they're really not. Which means we still have street ball, which means we still get to make a street ball pitch as well as some cool gutter ball pitches. One of them just happens to be a street. So I think that's absolutely awesome. And if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go continue building our gutter ball pitch because next week, either Thursday or Friday, we'll let you know. Trips and Ben are going to come around and we are going to live stream a game of sewer ball on hopefully my 3D pitch with lights because that will be cool. Anyway, next week, we'll see you for some Blood Bowl. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more Blood Bowl content. Happy gutter bowling. Thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to support the channel even further, please like and subscribe. It really does help us out. Or come join us on YouTube members or in Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to some content, some loot, early access to basically everything we do, as well as regular competitions. Or you can pick up some Bonehead Podcast loot either on our website at boneheadpodcast.com. We've got the Dungeon Bowl things. We've got tokens and stuff like that. Or on our Spreadshirt site as well. Everything you do, just helps us make more content and hopefully do it of better quality anyway thank you very much for watching happy blocking